Her gown shone and flared with each step, and the choir sang triumphant praise, their voices soaring to twine with the smoke and carry all to God. Within her the child tumbled joyously, flexing and testing his limbs. It would be another boy. All the signs were auspicious. Their firstborn son, sixteen months old, was being cared for at the tower with his nurse. But one day, God willing, he too would be anointed king in this cathedral. Outside the abbey, crowds had gathered in the sharp December cold to watch the spectacle and to fate England's new king and queen. Ushers and marshals held the throng at a distance, but the mood was cheerful, the more so when servants of the royal household showered the gathering with fistfuls of silver pennies and small loaves of bread. Alianor watched the scramble, heard the cries of blessing and approbation, and although she barely understood a word of English, the sentiments were clear and made her smile. We have made an auspicious beginning, she said to Henry. Given what has gone before, it would be impossible not to do so. His own smile was wide, but Alianor saw his glance flick across from the Abbey to the Palace of Westminster and harden for an instant. Once a grand residence, it had become ruinous during the later years of King Stephen's reign and needed urgent repairs to make it habitable. For now, he had set up his administration at the Tower and his domestic quarters across the river at the Manor of Bermondsey. But you are right, he said. We have made a favourable start. Long may it flourish. He placed his hand on her rounded womb, deliberately displayed to their subjects through the parting in her cloak. Being fruitful was a vital part of queenship, and never more than now at the start of their reign. He gave a delighted chuckle to feel the baby's firm kick against his palm. This is our time. We should make the most of every moment. Taking a handful of coins from an attendant, he flipped them into the crowd. A young woman standing near the front with a small child caught one in midair and sent him a dazzling smile. Alianor was tired but still bright with excitement as the barge bumped against the jetty on the river entrance to the tower. A crewman cast a rope around a mooring stake and hauled the vessel closer into the steps. Attendants hastened with lanterns to illuminate the winter night and escort the royal party from landing stage to apartment. Splintered gold reflections spilled across the dark waters of the Thames, heavy with the salt scent of the estuary. Alianor's teeth chattered despite her fur-lined cloak. She had to step carefully on the frost-rhymed paths, wary of slipping in her thin kidskin shoes. Talking animatedly to a group of courtiers, including his half-brother, Hamlin, Vicomte de Touraine, Henry strode ahead, his voice ringing out in the clear night. He had risen long before dawn, and Alianor knew he would not retire until the small hours. Their domestic use of candles and lamps was a major item of expenditure in winter. No one could keep up with him. Entering the tower keep, she slowly climbed more stairs to their chambers, pausing for a moment to rest her hand on her womb.
A swift peek into a partitioned alcove reassured her that the heir to the new throne was sound asleep in his crib, tucked under soft fleeces and blankets, his hair a burnished gold flicker in the light of the single lamp. The nurse smiled at her with an expression that said all was well, and Alianor turned to the main chamber, where she and Henry would spend the night before crossing the river to Bermondsey the next day. The shutters were secured against the bitter winter's night, and a fine red fire blazed in the hearth. Alianor went to stand within the arc of heat and let the comforting warmth envelop her and banish the chill left by the icy gusts from the river. The reflection of the flames danced hypnotically on the surface of her gown, inscribing stories in the silk.